What is up, everyone? This is Avery Smith, creator of Data Career Jumpstart and Snow Data Science. Welcome back to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that gives you, the data enthusiast, the tools you need to build an amazing data career. Whether that's breaking into data science, landing a senior data position, or building a new data team or product, this podcast is here to help. Hey, 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 welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for listening. Episode eight here. This is Ask Avery from April 20th, 2021. It was a good one. It was eventful. Um, My backdrop fell down on top of me and kind of made me in a tent while I was streaming. We had some kids yelling in the background because we had a family party going on and I don't have the best audio insulation. Um, My dog came in with about two minutes left and started barking and whining because she uh, wanted to go to the pool. Oh, the joys of working from home, am I right? (laughs) In this episode, we're going to talk about running, data and procurement, what not to do when starting data science, animal representation of data careers, my 2021 goals, where Excel fits in the whole data scene, and much, much more. So hope you enjoy. As always, a short little message before we get started about how I use Anchor to do podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ask Avery Show. Today is April 20th. It is 420, people. Happy 420. 2021. We are streaming from you live on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and and I added Twitch to the platform today. So hopefully all you guys um, can hear me okay. I'm always nervous that you guys can't hear me. Hopefully all you guys can hear me. And I'm excited for you guys to, uh, to be here. So with that being said, if you're here and you're listening live, go ahead and post in the comments, say hello. I'll give you guys a little quick shout out. Do a little roll call, see who's here, say hello, wish you guys all the best on 420. Um, with that, you know, I took a little break from Ask Avery. Um, I think the last one I did was probably the end of February, if I had to guess. Um, things have been really hectic for me, so I guess it's been about, about a month and a half, almost two months since I've done an Ask Avery show. Um, the reason being is life has been really crazy recently. It's been pretty insane. Um, so I've moved. I moved from Texas to Utah. Um, so I had to sell a house, had to buy a house, and we're renovating that house. Um, so that's been a whole process. Uh, of course, I've also been doing my consulting work, and I've been working on a really fun project as well on the side um, that I'm really excited to tell you guys about. Um, it's, it's this logo in the upper right-hand corner. For those who can't see it, it is a, um, it's a rocket coming out of a uh, laptop. Pretty sweet. Um, And that's a a new project I'm working on called Data Career Jumpstart. That's going to help people break into data science. And I can't give too too much away right now, but I'm really excited about it. So with that being said, let's see who's here. We got got Krishna. Hey, Krishna, what's up? How's it going? We got Ankit. What's up? How you doing? Happy Tuesday or Wednesday, I guess, if you guys are somewhere else. We got Rose Maria. Hi, how's it going? We got... Oh, Honda. Hello. How are you doing? Thanks for being here, guys. And <clears throat> for those who haven't been here before, this is the Ask Avery Show, where you guys have the opportunity to ask me any question you want about breaking into data science, anything about data careers, anything about, um, I don't know, LinkedIn, building a personal brand, building your, your job, stuff like that. We got Jordan. Hey, Jordan, what's up? We got some meat. Thanks for joining. So this is your chance to ask me any question you'd like. 
whether you're watching on LinkedIn or YouTube or Twitch or you're listening to this on the podcast afterwards. Um, go ahead. If you have a question, put it in the comments and I can see them and I'll go ahead and tackle them. Um, so go ahead right now, throw those in. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to throw up some questions that we received earlier today um, via some text questions. So this one was from Matt Thomas. He said, what's your vision for Snow Data Science? What are your most common clients so far? When I work for you, will it be remotely or locally? And the answer to that first one, Matt, is definitely remotely. I am all about remote work. I am never going back, <laughs> back into the office. I am sticking remotely. That's why I want people to always be. Um, I think it's just so much happier. You can choose your schedule. You just don't have to commute. Working remotely is so much better. So that's, that's the answer to the first question. Second one is, what are my most common clients so far? I've had a ton of dashboard work. So I've been doing a ton of dashboard building, data visualization, um, app building. All of my work has been pretty much in Dash. Um, the clients are kind of all over the place from cybersecurity to engineering to fintech. Um, my biggest client right now is in cybersecurity, though. So that, that's going pretty good. Um, and then lastly, what's my vision for Snow Data Science? Um, for those who don't know, I quit my job from ExxonMobil in um, January. So I guess that's three months. Oh, yeah, three months, I think, to the day, actually. Wow. That's crazy. Maybe not quite. Yeah, I think my last day was January 20th. So I guess it's been three months. Yeah, three months. That's crazy. Um, time flies when you're having fun. Um, so I started a company called Snow Data Science, which I do consulting and contracting work in the data science sphere. sphere. Um, and I'm still working on the vision for it right now. I'm kind of making it up as I go. I do a lot of client work, but I'm really excited about this project I have coming out that's going to help people break into data science. So that's, that's, my, that's what I'm focused on right now. All right, I saw we had some, some other people. We got, we got Danny Ma here. <laughs> hey bro, enjoy the session. Thanks for stopping by, Danny. I saw Danny also had, a, had another question. Question about your running routine. How do you find that sticking to your discipline schedule runs has helped you work? Oh my gosh, Danny, that is such a good question. The last two days, so I guess today and yesterday, um, I haven't done my workout till later in the day. And on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have, I have a group of guys, and we typically uh, go running starting at 6.30. So I usually wake up about 5.30, get, get ready for about a half hour, drive 15 minutes, and then start running. And it helps my mind so much. It helps me feel so much better when I get my workout done earlier in the day. I just feel better the rest of the day. I don't have to worry about it. I feel less lethargic. So I find personally that working out earlier in the mornings makes me a lot more effective throughout the day. Um, so tomorrow, even though it's early and even though it's still cold in Utah, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be on the mountain doing a trail run 630. It's, it's really magical. Thanks for asking that. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. We got some more questions, I think, going on here. Um, we had, um, oh, we got another, we got another running question um, from Jordan Nelson. Running question. Uh, what shoes did you use to run your marathon? Okay, so I have a pair of oh crap i just forgot the name of them let's see they're adidas running shoes i know that's for sure uh let me see if i can find them real fast um oh man i really should know this off the top of my head i don't know they're they're adidas running shoes 
I got them <laughs> online for like $120, I think. Um, but I, all my trail running, I just recently bought some trail running shoes. Um, they're ultras, uh, the ultra Olympus and they're money. They're awesome. Amazing shoes. A-L-T-R-A. Definitely recommend. <laughs> I like the running questions. I've been doing a lot of running, if you guys haven't uh, seen. Did a marathon a week and a half ago now, my first marathon. All right, let's get to some data questions here. We got Ohanda. How can data science be applied in procurement? Okay, so Ohanda, you're going to have to help me. I've heard about procurement a lot. I don't even fully understand what it is. To my understanding, it's like procuring or it's like, like grabbing supplies. Like you're making sure that you're working with vendors and making sure you're getting the best deals and you're getting the right equipment and the right materials. Um, that's my understanding of pr procurement. If I'm wrong, let me know, please. I haven't worked in it. I haven't done much with it. Um, so I, to be honest, I can't answer this question completely, you know, insightfully, I guess, because I haven't been in the space. But if it, you know, working with vendors, it's all about data. So if you can, if you can conjure up some sort of vendor data and be looking at that and trying to understand pricing data, uh, then you can do some data science. Um, that's probably the biggest one is like vendor data, pricing data. Um, maybe you could look into some sort of materials trending. Like obviously like I, I'm renovating my house right now and I'm buying a ton of wood and wood is really expensive right now. So that might be big as like, you know, industry trends. You can maybe forecast pricing on key materials like, uh, um, wood or metal or something like that, that, that could be useful. Um, so that's, that's my answer. I don't know if it's the best answer. Um, I know, um, Suzanne Walsh, find her on LinkedIn. She's in, she's into data and procurement. It'd be interesting to, to ask her about that. So I'll, I'll make a note and I'll ask her about that. And I'll try to do a post about that. Ohanda, just to, just to, to educate myself, to be honest. Um, okay. So we had, let's see, let's see, let's see some questions keep asking questions and i'll keep uh, bringing them on i did see that let's see yeah raja said are you hiring interns and smith kind of said could you please share more about student projects with snow data science and it's true i am kind of hiring interns um it's been hard because i, I just i'm doing a lot of things right now so i'm kind of stretched um i don't have a ton of time to take on a lot of interns and a lot of student workers just because um, it does take up part of my day. Um, so I am mostly hiring for Dash right now. Um, and I'm mostly looking for someone who's about as good as me at Dash and Python, or even a little bit better for a couple of projects that I have. Um, some of them are internal projects and some of them are for clients. So I am halfway hiring. I did have a, a, a job application. I'm still going through uh, some of the applicants there. And it's, it's a lot of work. I got probably, I don't know, maybe 75 applicants. And so it's a lot of work actually investigating all of those people. But I will tell you, the people that I have liked the most from that job application have data science portfolios. If they can show me something they've done in the data science world. I'm, In fact, to be honest, I'm not really even considering people without data science portfolios at the moment, um, or at least one data science project. Because it's just a lot of work to train someone who doesn't, who hasn't really done all the data science things right now. I don't have a ton of time to do that for, you know, multiple interns. I just got, I just had an intern where I spent a, a little bit of time mentoring, and it was obviously time intensive. Um, but if, if you have a data science project, 
and you want to show it off to me, please do. Um, cause I am looking for to hire, you know, young talents, new talents, uh, and be assistant scientists. So that's a big question. All right. Any other questions? Go ahead and throw them in the chat. I'm going to take a few more that I got earlier today. Um, let me see here in the Google form. So this is from, from Kai Val. How do you format an analytics report? And I thought this was an awesome question because people talk about data visualization often. People talk about machine learning often. And people, people even talk about dashboards a little bit. But they don't talk about like dashboard design very often and report design. So you got to think, you got to think that through. It's a very important question that Kai Val is asking. So you got to think your end customer, your end client, whoever's going to be using your tool, what are they going to be doing with it? What is like the decision they're trying to make that's important to them that's going to generate value for the business? Okay. And that's what you really need to design your entire report on, if you ask me. You need to be thinking, okay, what are their key indicators? You know, what are they looking at? What's important to them? What's going to help them make decisions? Where do they need assistance? And that's how you have to kind of structure the report. Now, you also have to think, does this report need to be generated automatically? Does it need to be up to date? Is it sent out weekly? Because that kind of informs how you should also build it. If it's something needs to be up to date in the second, in the moment, you're going to build some sort of dashboard that has some sort of API and it's connected to a database that can update very quickly. If it's more of a weekly report, maybe it's a, a PDF that gets emailed to them on a on a week to week basis, or maybe it's just even an email. It doesn't even have to be a PDF. Maybe you just format it in the email. That's another thing. But you're you're trying to make the data that makes the decisions as easy to see and understand as it possibly can be, okay? That's what you should be focused on when you're coming up with an analytics report. Of course, the tool is important for you to know how you're going to do that in an efficient, sustainable manner. But before you even think about the tool, on, on paper, you should be writing this out with a pen and paper and draw up the board, kind of wireframe it, come up with the report without even thinking, how am I gonna do this in Python or how am I gonna do this in Tableau? Just do it pen and paper, try it, build it up that way. That's how I would start, kind of all. Um, all right, we got some, we got some more, uh, some more comments. Oh yeah, Kai Val. Hey, woo! Yeah, that was a great question. I liked it. Um, we got Dustin. Hey, Dustin, how are things going back in Utah? They are going fantastic. I love it. It is awesome being back in the mountains. And as some of the questions that went earlier in the session, I have been running so much more and biking so much more. And that is a lot of fun. And of course, spending more time with, with family. Um, and with that, Dustin says, what are the Jazz's odds, the Utah Jazz of winning the finals this year? Well, I mean, we're slipping a little bit right now. For those who are not following the National Basketball Association, you know, the NBA, um, the Utah Jazz, where I'm from, they're the best team in the NBA still, I think, or they're tied with the Phoenix Suns right now. Um, and I don't think we have too much of a chance to win the championship. But for those who didn't know, I recently secured an internship with the Utah Jazz that'll be starting in about, I guess, three weeks, um, right about when the when the playoffs are starting. So, Dustin, all I got to say is, come playoff time, baby, put me put me in the analytics, and I'm I'm gonna bring us a, a championship home to to Salt Lake City. So we'll see. <laughs> Mostly kidding, but who knows? Thanks for the question. All right, we had another question earlier today. This one's from Logan. Logan says, "I need to know." Uh, what is the best spirit animal anyone has so far claimed and why was it there's the best? Uh, for those who don't know, I've recently done three LinkedIn polls. Um, 
trying to figure out what the spirit animal of different data professions are. And in doing this, uh, this is this is new to me. Okay, I re I received a message from someone that that the term spirit animal is actually offensive to some uh, Native American tribes, just because with their religious beliefs, it's very close to spirit animals. Um, and I guess that phrase can be offensive to some people. So I've recently tried to to instead of saying spirit animal to say what animal best represents, but it's kind of the same thing. Um, personally, I'm, I mean, I'm, my wife is an eighth Cherokee. Um, and I mean, she has, doesn't live on the reservation or anything like that. And, and she's Christian. <laughs> so she doesn't have, you know, the, the native beliefs, but anyways, it wasn't offensive to her and it's not offensive to me, but I've been recently trying to say what animal best represents. So anyways, what animals best represent data careers? So I think we did one for data scientists and Al was the biggest winner. And I like that one. You know, they can see from up high, they're wise, their head can rotate and get that 360 view. They're smart. They got those big eyes that kind of look like they're wearing glasses. Um, so yeah, I think Al was a really good choice. And then for data engineer, the ant was the winner, actually, surprisingly. Um, I think it's interesting because you know, ants build tunnels. We think about data engineers. If you don't know what a data engineer does, you just need to think of the, uh, the phrase ETL, ex extract, transform, and load. Is that right? ET ETL. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm going to check that. I'm not a data engineer, as you can tell, um, but let's just make sure I got that right. ETL, extract, transform, and load. Yep. Okay. Um, and so they're basically you know, moving data from A to B. Ants are one of the strongest animals for their body size. They do a lot of heavy lifting. So that made sense. Um, for my own project, I ended up going with a beaver. I just like beavers more. I think they're cute and more cuddly. Um, they, you kind of think of them as plumbers. They kind of build dams. They build warehouses. Um, so that's what I went with there. Uh, one of the best comments there was a chameleon. I thought that was just like an interesting animal to think of, I guess, because they're shifty and they can like put on lots of hats. And then I think most recently we did, we did, didn't we do a data analyst just recently? I think we did. And I can't even tell you what one. Um, I, I think it was a hawk. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember. Oh, well. I can't remember. I'll have to go back, go back and check. I'm trying to look at LinkedIn real fast. <laughs> I'll have to go back and check. But I, I thought that was a fun question. Because those, those spirit animals or what animal best represents has been, has been really fun. We got Joe here. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Everyone go give... Uh, Go give Joe a follow. He's another Utah guy. He he's the the true data engineer. He can teach you a lot about ETL right there. Um, recently got a, a book deal. He's going to be talking about um, ETL pretty much the whole book. So that's that's pretty fun. Um, okay, now we're going to go do another fun question. Unless let, let's see. Oh yeah, Kaival's right. Eagle. Thank you, Kaival. He's, he's helping me out here. Eagle one for data analysts. Kind of the same as an owl, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed there, I guess. But I'm actually really into birds, and obviously an eagle and owl are, are very different. Uh, but kind of that bird's eye view, kind of the idea of pouncing on data insights. Um, you can, like, see a lot from up there. You can, you know, you can try different things because you, you can fly, you can soar, that kind of vibe. All right, keep throwing the questions in the comments. In the meantime, I'm going to go to a question... Another question that Matt Thomas asked me today um, via the Google form, and that is, what are your thoughts on blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies? Okay, guys, 
I'm going to be honest. Your boy owns not enough Dogecoin, but a decent amount of Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't an owner from like two cents. I think I bought in around six or four, four cents. Um, and then Dogecoin was up to, I think, 41 cents this week. I think today it's been about in the, in the mid 30s. Um, so yeah, that was awesome. I sold half of it um, and I, I'm, I've kept the other half, um, although it doesn't look like it's going to go quite above 40%. You never know. Um, and I own Bitcoin. I own Ethereum too. So I, I have FOMO with cryptocurrencies. I don't know a lot about them. I don't know a ton about blockchain. I just know that I don't want to miss out on the technologies. I don't want to miss out on the investments. Um, I think NFTs are fascinating, non-fungible tokens. Um, I've been thinking about how I can use them, um, especially like the utility part of it. Um, I wish I knew more about cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's something I definitely want to want to look into more. Uh, I, I'm on TikTok a lot, believe it or not. I'm on TikTok a lot. And uh, a lot of my TikTok is about cryptocurrency. So that's how I'm, that's how I'm trying to learn is mostly through TikTok, which probably isn't the best way to learn. Probably should try LinkedIn. A little bit more credible sources on LinkedIn, typically. Um, but I, I want to learn more about cryptocurrency. Um, I'm actually thinking about so I have how to how to break the stock market with Python, which is you know a machine learning Python introduction course that's free that teaches you how to get stock data and make predictions based off of it. And I actually want to do uh, another course about how to predicting the price of Bitcoin because um, Coinbase. I did this when I was in college. Coinbase, which is a lot of people use that to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. They just had an IPO this week. I actually bought uh, a couple shares because um, I think I think crypto is very very powerful in the future. Um, there's an API that allows you to buy and sell automatically. Um, you can Robinhood has an unofficial API too that you can hook up to, um, but that would be a fun project. I think. See what else we got going on here. We got Derek. What's up, Derek? Derek says, I heart crypto. <laughs> and he says, get rid of that Doge soon, Avery. Doge bubble going to pop. That might that might be true. <laughs> that actually really might be true. Um, I might sell. Maybe I'll sell tonight. Because I, I was kind of waiting to see what was doing 420. People were thinking that Elon Musk was going to tweet or Snoop Dogg was going to tweet or something like that. And Dogecoin was going to really shoot up to like a dollar. Um, didn't do that today. Um, so it, it might be done. That's true. And then Derek says, Snow Mountain NFTs, Avery, let's do it. I, I've been thinking about it. Um, I've been thinking about it. But part of me is like, I don't know if I'm to that point. So like, I'm a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. And he's so amazing and so interesting. He just announced his NFT launch is May 5th. And he has so, like, so many people. I just think his NFT is collection is going to be super good. Um, I just don't know if I have quite the momentum <laughs> to do it yet. And I don't know necessarily what I do, but I'm thinking about it. So, so we'll see. Maybe I'll brainstorm with you. Um, just a quick comment here from, from Faiza. Just so you know, you're one of the kindest person, even though you must have a lot of followers, but you took out time to reply to me. That is so nice of you. Thank you. Of course. I, I'm glad you said that. Thank you. You just made my day. Um, I do, I do have a, a decent amount of followers, not as much as some of the people on here, um, like, like Danny Ma, who was here earlier. Um, and my inbox does get really slammed. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, 
I do try to reply to comments at least. Um, and I'm hoping to do more in the future. Um, so thank you, Faiza. That, that really makes me happy. Thank you for saying that. Um, okay, let's see. Got a couple more questions we got via the uh, Google form today. Um, we talked about this one. We talked about this one. Talked about this one. Talked about this one. Okay, so here's another one that Matt Thomas asked. And that is, how was your first marathon? What are your long-term running goals? Um, lots of running questions today. Um, I've been posting about it a lot on LinkedIn. Um, but that's one thing I want to emphasize about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a place to build your personal brand. Actually, I'll say it's the place to build your personal brand um, when it comes to a business standpoint. And I think all of you guys should start building your personal brands. Um, so that means start you know, posting on LinkedIn. And it can be about anything. Obviously, I talk about data. I talk about careers. Um, but recently, I've been talking a lot about running because I have a goal to lose weight. That's one thing. And I just have a goal to enjoy my life more, to work less and enjoy my life more. And I really like to run. Um, so I'm trying to find, let me see real fast, if it's easily accessible or not. I'm not at my normal desk. Okay, it is accessible. Um, I have right here my, um, my goals for 2021. Um, and uh, I made these you know, in December of 2020. And some of them are going really good, and some of them I don't know how they're going. So uh, we're going to see. We're going to see how it's going. I need to check in on some of them. Um, my theme for the year was consistent because I'm, I'm a little bit of like a sprinter and then a walker in running and in like life. Um, I want to just be like more consistently and do less sprints and just try to do more, you know, every day. Um, brilliant, just because I want to be, you know, fascinating. I want to work hard. I want to learn a lot. And then the third one's brave because I've been pretty risk adverse most of my life. And so I'm trying to take bigger risks. Um, so that's kind of my thing. Consistent, brilliant, and brave. 2021 and in my 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 health section my goal is to be young because i actually i'm all, i'm only 25 but i kind of look like i'm 45 sometimes um and so i'm really trying to to work harder to make sure i don't have a, uh, a dad bod and just try to be healthier eater um so young healthy and fit so i have a goal to lose about 30 pounds um, which might sound like a lot but i've put on pretty much COVID. i put on 30 pounds so uh, hopefully, if you can lose it in a year, you, or if you gain it in a year, you can lose it in a year. Um, I have a goal to run 300 miles throughout the year. Um, I've already hit halfway, so I think we should be able to hit that. Um, and then I want to do three half marathons. I've done a half marathon, and then I actually did a marathon, so that's two half marathons. So that's a total of three. I didn't have a goal to do a marathon, and I did one, so that, that counts. Um, and then I want to do 10 10Ks. I think I'm probably at eight. So we're doing good on the running goals. Um, in the long term, I'm really interested in elevation running. So like running mountains, basically. <laughs> um, and eventually, one weekend, I want to hike slash run slash walk the elevation gain of uh, Mount Everest, which is 29,000 feet. So that's, that's, that's the goal I'm working up to. So great question, Matt. <laughs> Sorry for those who are listening for the data, and this is a lot about running. But that's, that's the best part is um, building a personal brand is about being who you are. And, you know, for me, that means exercising and running. And so, you know, my business, I, I run a data business. I run an analytics firm. You know, I teach people how to become data scientists. But I'm human. My name's Avery. Like, I, I do things other than data. And, you know, running is one of them. So always keep that in mind. Um, let's hear. 
Let's see. Eric, checking in so you know I'm here to support. Hey, Eric. If you guys don't follow Eric, go give Eric a follow. One of the, one of the most supportive people in the data community. Um, he said, question, when do you make time for boring stuff? You do data science, run marathons, and stay act super active on LinkedIn. When do you clean your bathroom and do laundry? <laughs> That's a funny question, Eric. Um, the answer is, oh, okay. I did fold my laundry. I was just checking right behind this. Look at this guy, right? Sneak peek. This is a, oh, I have my green screen on underneath it. So you can't really see. This is a bedroom. <laughs> this is a bedroom right here. Ah! Um, oh, fetch. I kind of broke my thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, for those who can't see or listening to this on the podcast, my backdrop has now fallen on top of me. Um, but it looks pretty cool. It looks like I'm in a pillowcase, basically. I was trying to show Eric my dirty laundry. Um, but I I mean, it's hard. I, I stay really busy. And, and right now, I'm, I'm usually working about uh, 11 hours a day, probably, <laughs> on most days. Um, it's really hard with our house renovation right now. I'm spending a lot of time doing that too. Um, but yeah, I, I do laundry. I try to clean my bathroom. I try to make my bed <laughs> and, do, and do those sorts of things. It's definitely a grind. That's that's for sure. Um, most of my days look like this. Uh, most days I wake up at 530. I either go on a run for about an hour and a half. Um, I do that Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I usually wake up and start working for my cybersecurity uh, clients, um, spend, you know, five hours working for them and then try to work on my own business. And then I try to do the boring stuff <laughs> the rest of the day. So that's kind of how it looks like, Eric. Fun question. Thanks for asking. We got Scott Taylor. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for joining. Um, Scott's got something pretty interesting going on on, on Friday. Um, I don't exactly even remember what it was. Let me see if I can pull it up real fast. Um, Let's see, let's see. Scott, what do you got going on Friday? I know you got something interesting going on. I can't remember what it is though. Let's see if I can pull it up. All right, here, Friday. He's talking at Enterprise Data World, telling your data management story with the three Vs, vocabulary, voice, and vision. So if you guys got time, go ahead and give Scott a follow and check out his talk on Friday. Um. Any other questions? Any last-minute questions? I know we've all, we've been streaming for about a half hour. If you have any questions you want to ask me, it doesn't have to be about running. It can be about data, too. <laughs> or it doesn't have to be about data. It can be about running, LinkedIn. Um, one thing I did want to mention, I'm going to take a few more questions from, let me see, from this sheet. Uh, these ones I got sent to me earlier today. I only prepared a couple because I wasn't sure much time we were going to have. We have Tamrina. Hello, Avery. Hope you're doing well. Always love your content. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Tamrina. So kind of you. Um, and we got Scott saying, yeah, the three Vs, baby. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah, of course. You're always posting interesting things, so why not check it out if you have time. Okay, I did want to answer a couple more questions here. I'm going to paste these in. Let's see. Um... Paste this in real fast. Okay. And this is from, let me see. This is from Sanjeev. Sanjeev asks, what do you see role of Excel in the coming five years? For 95% of the work I do, Excel is more than adequate engineering calculations. It doesn't seem to be in vogue. So basically what he's asking is, where do I see Excel going in the next five years? A lot of engineers use Excel. 
Um, but let me tell you why that's, that's fine. Excel's awesome. They can do so many things. You can do machine learning in Excel. Excel is very versatile. I use Excel. Um, but Excel is not a big data solution. It has a two gigabyte limit. So yeah, if your data is under two gigabytes, that's fine. Um, it doesn't scale very well. VBA is kind of not the best, it's not the fastest. Um, and yes, basically there's scaling issues. Uh, I see it as a very useful tool though. You can do a lot with it. Um, a lot is difficult to do with it. Um, and yeah, it just doesn't scale very well. But I think Excel will always be here until Microsoft doesn't want it to be here. Um, you know, I think we're seeing that with Skype. Microsoft doesn't want Skype to exist, so they're not bringing any updates. But until Microsoft is done updating Microsoft Excel, it's always going to be a huge part of life. Um, when no-code uh, solutions, machine learning solutions, drag-and-drop machine learning, you know, gets better, then maybe you're going to see a decline in it. Um, but for now, it's it's one of the best analytics tools out there. So I, I see it sticking around at least at least for a while. We got a question from Scott here. I heard those questions about cleaning and doing laundry. I'm late to the conversations. Are those metaphors for something about data? No, those are literally. <laughs> uh, we had Eric. He was asking about uh, <laughs> about when I actually do my laundry. Um, try to do about once a week. I do need to wash my sheets more often, though. So no, those were not metaphors. Although they could be, because sometimes you have to do boring things with your data, like like doing the laundry or cleaning your data. And it's not glamorous, but it's it's important to do. So that is a, that's a very important thing. To, to consider sometimes. Um, let's see here. We <laughs> Excel forever, always going to need the rows and the columns. I, I think that's true. Until Microsoft says no, I think I think we're gonna have Excel. Now, is, does that mean that I it's my platform of choice? No, I choose Python every single day for almost every single problem, uh, maybe even to a fault. Um, but I, I, think, uh, I think Excel will always be there. I think you can do more with a SQL database and Python, but the learning curve is higher. So it's, it's a little bit difficult. Um, we got another question. Uh, let's see. What are the things that you recommend not doing as a data scientist? I thought that was a really interesting question. So I'm gonna bring that up here. Oh wait, there we go. What are the things you would recommend not to do while on the journey to learn data science? Okay, and the answer there is don't panic, take it slow, spend a lot of time thinking and researching online. Um, what I, one thing I don't recommend is, is, okay, I can't say that. I would be wary online boot camps that cost over 15 grand. <laughs> um, even 15 grand is, is, is high. Um, I just would weigh your options, that's, that's all I would say. I think, I think the boot camps can be really good and really powerful and just as effective as like a master's degree. Um, but you can also do a lot on your own. Um, I've, I've kind of already hinted at this and we have the logo in the upper right-hand corner. I'm gonna be releasing my own data science bootcamp and I promise you it will not be 15 grand. <laughs> and it's going to be just as good as one that is 15 grand, if not better. Um, so that's one advice. Um, I also think there's so much to learn in data science. Don't panic, just learn one thing really well. You don't have to learn all the things, you don't have to be a generalist. If you niche down on one thing really well, that'll serve you so well. So don't try to learn it all. Learn one thing at a time. I think, I think you'll make great strides there. Okay, I saw we had some questions up here. Let's see. Um, hi, Avery, this is Janik, a transitioning data scientist from India. One of your connections on LinkedIn. Got two questions. 
First, would you like to know, would like to know how to choose and identify a mentor who would help us out in the field of data and analytics? I think it all depends on what type of mentor you want slash need. Um, I always say try to find a mentor in the position that you want, okay? So for instance, when I was studying data science, I actually had a data scientist that worked for this company that I did, and I got to like just talk to him for a while and ask questions. And that was very useful because it was internal to the company. We could talk about the problems that we both tried to solve. That was like a really good place to be. Now it's online, that gets a little bit more difficult just because over the past year, I've tried to mentor as many data science uh, as students as I can. Um, but obviously, I'm only one person, and I, I try to do a lot of it for free, and I only have so many hours that I can do for free. Um, and so now I'm trying to – I still do for free. I still do this Ask Avery show. There's some other ways where I try to provide uh, value to the data community. But also there's paid mentorships that I think have a lot of value. Um, sometimes I – just, I just talked about how you can learn a lot of things for free. There's some things you can't learn for free. Um, and let me give you an example. Sometimes – like for instance, I want to lose weight this year. I want to run over 300 miles. I want to bike a thousand miles and I can just do that for free. I can go outside and do it. Right. But I have spent probably almost $2,000 this year buying gear and buying races so that I push and motivate myself to do it. And sometimes that's, what's good about finding a mentor online or some sort of program online is you're putting, you have skin in the game. You're putting money down. Um, and, uh, and that's, that's hard sometimes because it costs money, but it's, it's great because it also pushes you. Um, so you want to find someone who's done something that you want to do. Okay, so you want to look at what position they've done. You want to mimic someone's success. I would say find the person you most want to emulate and try to ask them. Cold message them, offer value to them, and see if they can help you back. Even, even a couple messages. I remember when I was working or when I was in college, I wanted to be a data scientist and I'm a chemical engineer. And there was a data scientist at ExxonMobil named George Court. And I cold messaged him and I said, hey, I want to be a data scientist for ExxonMobil one day. What should I do? And he sent me back like a small paragraph. And just, just the fact that he acknowledged me was huge. Um, I even did that with Ben Taylor. For those who don't know, Ben Taylor's really big on LinkedIn, um, data robot guy. Uh, he's also a chemical engineer. And when I was an undergrad in college, I messaged him one time. And he, he maybe sent me a two-sentence a two message back. It made me so happy, so happy. And, and like Eric, Eric just brought it up here, offer them value. That's key. Yep. I am so much happier to give someone advice, even if they just compliment me before they ask for it. That's so narcissistic. But like, but like if someone's like, oh my gosh, I really love what you've done. I love the posts. Can you help me with this? I'm so much more likely to help than dear, dear Avery Smith. I need a data mentor. Thanks. I just, I'm, that's hard for me to get motivated to help, help that message. Um, I, I just had to say this. Scott Taylor said, are you in a tent? And the answer is kind of. So, gosh, let's see if I can fix it. I have this, I have this thing and it kind of fell down, but it's like, it goes on the back of your chair and it's like, it's a, it's actually a green screen on one side. So there's, see how it's a brick right there. That's a, that's a green screen. And on this side, it's just white. And uh, I, it fell. <laughs> it's the first time it's ever fallen, uh, but it fell and it's kind of on my head. So I'll fix that afterward. Uh, but I actually really recommend this because right now, because we're renovating a house, I'm living with my in-laws and we have a little small bedroom and I have a little desk and that is my office and I work from home. 
So I am in a little little desk, but this kind of gives me my own space, separates me from the rest of the room. If someone needs to walk in the room, they can, and they're not on camera. So that's why I'm in a tent. <laughs> so yes, kind of. Hi, LinkedIn user. I couldn't see who it is. It says, hi, Avery. Sometimes your LinkedIn privacy doesn't allow me to see who you are, but hello. Uh, Janik had a second question here. Second, how would we incorporate data science skills to do some projects in my current organization if I'm not currently in that role, uh, but transitioning in data science like me, for instance, and how to better showcase that skill in interview as well? Okay, so in interviews, you want to have portfolios, 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 projects, projects, projects. That's what you need to have, okay? So do, do a project for fun. Do it on something you're interested in. If you're interested in Bitcoin, try to predict the price of Bitcoin. If you're interested in running like I am, Analyze your running data. Do a personal project and always, always, always have that on your resume and bring it up in every single interview you ever do, okay? If you're at an organization, spend one to five hours a week building a project at work that is work-related that helps you do your job more effectively and automates it. So when I worked for VaporSense, I was a data... Hold on, my dog's being really mad. Oh, hi, Peach. Hi. It's okay. She's all wet. We have a we have a a family pool party right now that that uh, she jumped in the water. It looks like. Um, so, anyways, when you're doing a project for your own work, what you want to do is spend one to five hours a week automating your job, and that'll be so effective and so powerful. It's really going to make a difference. Um, that's actually how I built built my career. Is I did an extra project at work that helped me land a data science position internally within my own company. So that's all I have time for today. Um, I appreciate all of you guys, Eric, Janik, Scott. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Samrina. Thank you, everyone else who joined in. Kaival, Derek, really appreciate all of you guys. I try to do this every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So catch me next week and uh, look for future announcements. If you ever have anything you want to add, I have a Google form. You can ask me questions. It's my mailbag. You guys can find me there. Until next week. Have a great time. Peace. Love you all. See you guys later.